0: Those magical words are about to be uttered. Pitchers and catchers report. You are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully, and we are doing an old-fashioned Mondays with Millard crossover because we're doing a crossover with Locked On Diamondbacks. My co-host today, right over there, sign in, please.
1: Miller Thomas, host of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast, back again with Sully Baseball. It's been so long. Honored to do another crossover with you, sir.
0: Yeah. Well, man, here we go. Well, today... Our show, you can follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm your pal, Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. If you follow us on YouTube, please, when you make any comments, put the hashtag EverydaySully so I can see who's been listening to us every single day. And a bunch of you watched me do the live show shortly before the Super Bowl. You're diehard fans. Hey, Miller, where can people follow your show?
1: Yeah, follow me wherever you stream podcasts, of course. Follow Locked On Dimebacks on YouTube as well. And if you want to follow me on social media, at CareerThomas24 for a personal account, or look up Locked On Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram.
0: And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today, and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first $5 or more bet wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. And before we get really started on this we had the big event that happened yesterday in Las Vegas. It was a bowl that was pretty super. I'm not sure what mm-hmm. I can say here on the. We could say this, the game, right? But yeah. um, but I threw out a Las Vegas trivia question the other day, and the question was: We've had two MVPs who were natives of Las Vegas, Chris Bryant and Bryce Harper. Which Cy Young Award winner is a native of Las Vegas. Do you know the answer to that, Millard?
1: Um, Randy Johnson.
0: Not a bad guess, and I got a couple people who guessed Greg Maddox because I think he grew up in Las Vegas, but he was not a native of Las Vegas. The only native of Las Vegas to win the Cy Young Award was Barry Zito. Barry Zito, who won for oh. the A's and later helped the Giants win the 2012 world series so the answer is barry zito but okay but let's let's stop talking about the past pitchers and catchers are reporting and mm-hmm. you know uh, trucks are being loaded up it's that glorious time where spring training is going especially where you are in arizona and we still have some major free agents who have yet to be signed um the blake snell our defending national league side young award winner once i think 48 years at $100 million per. I don't think he's going to get it. Uh, Bellinger is probably going to resign with the Cubs. And Montgomery, will pr- I think Montgomery is going to sign with Baltimore. But what do I know? What do you know, Miller Thomas? What do you think of the fates of those? Oh, oh Matt Chapman as well. Um, who do you? Th- where do you think they're going to wind up, these major free agents who are still available?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. I think they will probably go to... Contending teams and probably take these one year kind of prove it deals that we saw, like a T. Oscar Hernandez, uh, just take with the LA Dodgers. I think we're going to see some of these free agents take that because I think at this point in the season, when you're only like Like we're entering spring training, like opening days a month away. I doubt you're going to be getting a eight-year deal if you're Cody Bellinger for $250 million or whatever you want at this point. Or if you're Blake Snell, get that six years, 180 or whatever. So I think at this point in the season, they may have to take short-term deals. Maybe you do something where it's like three years or a couple of opt-outs in there so you could get back into free agency either next year or the year after, because uh, we've seen it before, right? We saw this in like the 2019 free agent class. We had Bryce Harper and Manny Machado like sign. Uh, a month away from opening day. So we've seen this before in Major League Baseball. And honestly, talking with like Ben Kastrick of Lockdown Giants, we would love if MLB could like implement some measures if there was like a way to speed up the free agency process, because it's crazy. They still have high level stars on the market just weeks out of opening day.
0: Well, it must be so aggravating if you're Blake Snell and you mm-hmm. just won your second Cy Young Award and you went to free agency with a fresh Cy Young Award and the market is completely tepid. You think, what else do I have to do? Um, I think what you have to do is have a couple of better years in between those Cy Young Awards. But I do think the, – the team that I think Blake Snell – I mean, there have been some teams that – the Yankees have kicked the tires on him. Um, I, I, I think he would be a great fit for the Giants, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about the NL West, which would be – have a reunion with Bob Melvin – Uh, I, I think really, I mentioned this the other day. I think I know the Cubs have been linked to Bellinger and quite frankly, I don't understand why they can't sign Bellinger and Snell, but if you Mm -hmm. offered him a four-year deal for a bunch of money, but a four-year deal, so you're not locked into like eight or nine years or something, but you're throwing him into what's already a pretty good starting rotation in a division that's really weird and not very deep. I think adding Snell to be your second or third starter, basically, would all but clinch the National League Central for the next couple of years for the Chicago Cubs, and you don't make the move that they did to bring in council to rebuild. That's a let's win a winnable division now and hope that everything lines up that you get another World Series appearance out of it.
1: Yeah, well, it's been weird. It feels like teams this offseason have been so, like, uh, I, I don't know, timid for some reason, because outside of like the Dodgers and the D-backs, like most of these playoff contenders have actually not spent a lot of money this offseason. When you look at like the Miami Marlins, they've barely spent any money this offseason. So it's like, why haven't we seen these teams try to go out there and spend more money and try to get better? Uh, It's been weird to see all these teams actually just let free agents sit there on the market because, like, we get mad at the L.A. Dodgers for spending over a billion dollars, but then it's like no other team in Major League Baseball even tries to spend the money that that team does. So it's like you can't get mad at the Dodgers at the end of the day if they're going to be the only ones shelling out money in the free agency class.
0: I mentioned this the other day, but it's worth mentioning again. uh, A matchup that I think would be great, especially as a short-term matchup, High ceiling, low risk. You, let's see what you've got. Uh, you know, let's let's re- resurrect your career. Tim Anderson just a couple of years ago was an MVP candidate, mm-hmm. and he had a terrible. I mean, he was he was very good when the White Sox won the division a couple of years ago. He declined each of the last two years, but it, it really wasn't that long ago that he was an elite player, and he is a free agent with virtually no buzz on him. And you mentioned one of the playoff teams from last year, Miami, who has some big holes in their, uh, in their infield at this point. I would totally take a flyer on Tim Anderson. There's zero risk on there. And if he could be motivated to show, no, 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 I'm back to being an elite player, then that's getting – you could get a potential all-star for virtually nothing. And if you're a team like the Marlins, who are, even though they made the playoffs last year, they were they had a very good year last year, but you know you're not going to have Alcantara on their team, you know there's, they're probably going to take a tiny step back. If you can fill in an infield spot, you know I was thinking about that. I think Chapman would actually be an ideal spot. That would be a great landing spot for Chapman as well. But I think Anderson – on that team where they have some holes on in that infield and they have some good young players coming up. But if you put him as a placeholder and a way to show that, yeah, I can still win. Uh, that's the sort of bargain basement shopping that I think they should do.
1: Yeah, and honestly, there's so many teams that could go out there and still sign quality players that will break the bank. Uh, JD Martinez is still out there. Um, guys like that, of that ilk. Uh, Jorge Soler had 40 plus home runs. He's still out there. The Adam Duvalls of the world, like the D backs, reportedly looking to add another ride DH because there's still so many quality power options still on the market. And if you're a team like you already mentioned them, like the San Francisco Giants, who just feel like they just need more overall major league talent on that roster in that lineup. Like there's a bunch of guys you could go clean up and get for that lineup to upgrade a little bit, a team like the Miami Marlins, they always need more offensive pieces. So why not? Like if you're the Cubs, you could still go out there and get JD Martinez, the BDH for you or Jorge Soler and bring back a Cody Bellinger, And like you said, maybe get Blake snow too. and could clean up the rest of this free agency class. And now all of a sudden be really positioned well in
0: the national league. Well, When we come back from a break, we're going to talk specifically about the National League West because there are some foregone conclusions about the National League West that I think we can challenge. Passion, drive, and patience. They're what bring home the winning trophy like the Chiefs did the other day. And it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need and all the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, Exclusive, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Lockdown has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and now you can find it on Amazon Fire TV. Lockdown On Sports today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts like Millard, and the national show hosts like myself. Find Lockdown Sports Today channel. It's on YouTube and on Amazon, Fire TV. Hey, uh, Millard, let's talk a little bit about the you know west uh it is a foregone conclusion that the dodgers will win the division Mm that the the dodgers are not as good as we think they are what do you think i mean i I, i'm I, i still have some reservations about their i don't think they have the best pitching staff in the division and mm. I think a couple of moves might push them to number three. So uh, I while they're obviously a very good team and they're obviously an elite team, um I'm not so quick to assume they're going to having they're going to be having their parade this year. Tell me what you th- tell me what do you think about the Dodgers moving in.
1: This is what I've been saying. I think the Dodgers, if they hit their ceiling, their course, 115 win team, whatever you want to say, they got all the talent in the world. But I do think there's some inherent risks, like you said, when it comes to that starting rotation. I think Yamamoto is going to be a stud. But at the same time, he has never pitched on the major league level. There is a little risk there. A guy like Walker Buehler coming off major injury. Clayton Kershaw coming off injury as well. Tyler Glass now. He is an elite talent, but he's also someone that's never been able to play the course of a full season. We know Otani won't be in that rotation as well for next year. I think the Dodgers rotation on paper is super strong, but I do think there's a bunch of risks around it. If it hits your ceiling, then this team can, of course, win the World Series. But when I compare it to this, when I compare this <coughs> D back squad to the Dodgers, I think pound for pound they could match up. When you look at the lineup, the D backs I think have depth. The D backs have depth in the rotation. And for once they have a solid bullpen as well. The Dodgers have the top end name value type of talent, but the D-backs, in a lot of cases, have at least the guy that could go pound for pound and match up positionally rotationally across the diamond against the LA Dodgers. So Dodgers, definitely the favorite in the NL West, but I think the D backs definitely have a chance to knock them off just like they did this past year. I think it's all going to come down the postseason. I think this D backs team is built for the playoffs.
0: I think the Dodgers look, I think Yamamoto will be very good. He could be an ACE. Or he could be very good. Either way, mm-hmm. they need very good in their rotation. Their rotation was a weak spot on their team. They they resigned um, uh, Kershaw, Kershaw, but he's. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know what you're going to get. We don't even know when he's going to c- come back. We don't know what you're going to get from Walker Buehler. You know, the ideal is you have Yamamoto be a stud, you have Glasnow be healthy. And some combination of Kershaw and Bueller, that you know, some of them are healthy by the second half, and that they've they've run over their opponents in the first half. But we've all seen teams that have been anointed the can't miss squad miss. We've all seen teams that you go, man, this team is so jacked with talent, it's not even fair, fall short. Mm-hmm. And I I have I have trust in Yamamoto. We've seen enough pitchers come from Japan to America and succeed to have an idea that there is some way there is some comparable uh, comparisons that -hmm. you can make from uh, a pitcher coming over from from Japan to here and and becoming very successful. I'm still leery of the depth in the pitching staff, and I'm leery about some of the depth they have in their bullpen. I I mean, obviously they're an elite team. Obviously, they they won 100 wins last year and all that stuff, and they're a year or so removed from where they won, I think, 163 out of 162 games. Fine. Mm -hmm. It was something ridiculous like that. We know that their lineup was going to have no peer as they keep importing MVPs, but Otani is essentially going to be a DH for the team. And DH was not one of their weak spots last year with uh, J.D. Martinez having an all-star season. So I, 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 if I were going to FanDuel and I were to put down a bet for who's going to win the National League West, I, the smart money is obviously on Los Angeles. And watch it. They Watch them run away with it. But if you take a look at the uh, – and again, I mentioned this the other day. The Giants offseason has been a very weird offseason. And, uh, you know, Jung-Hoo Lee is going to be their, you know, their new big stud in their lineup. And he could wind up being, Mm -hmm. you know, a good solid player. But And it looks like they're going to be signing Chapman. And they made the deal that brought in Robbie Ray, who, remember, Ray barely pitched last year. Mm -hmm. But he's a couple years removed away from being a Cy Young Award winner himself. I, I think they should sign Snell. If you have, and you know, they made that they trade away Disclofani, you know, they still have web, they still have some good pitchers on the team. If they add a Snell to that team, suddenly they are going to be handing the ball to a good pitcher almost every day. And keep in mind, they're going from Gabe Kapler as their manager to Bob Melvin as their manager. And Melvin has always done well where he's, you know, he took your diamondbacks to the NLCS. He took multiple A's teams to the playoffs. He he had a 90-some on win team with Seattle. He took the Padres all the way to the National League Championship Series. Yes, he had talent, but he didn't always have talent on those A's teams. And that Diamondbacks team he took to the NLCS had a negative run differential. I think that he has shown that he's worth a couple of wins as a manager. And I would offer the Kappler reduces a couple of wins so in some ways i'm looking at this as the addition of of uh melvin over kapler may add four wins to a total of a team that contended into september i mean the giants were contending into september and i think they have a very good chance and that's why i think i think they have to sign either montgomery or blake snell and put them into their rotation And, and take your chances because I think the Dodgers, while excellent, we've seen them be vulnerable and maybe not the regular season, but we've seen them be vulnerable. And do you know what? I, I think the, I think the Giants have a legit shot.
1: Uh, it's interesting. I'm not totally in on the Giants this year. I just don't think they probably have enough top end talent. Um, but I say that every year, and then they always do better than my expectations because they always have like that team culture thing where they always end up in the playoff contention, despite not me ever loving their roster. But if they're able to add like a Jorge Soler, and then if they get the Blake Snell or Matt Chapman, then yeah, uh, I would be a little bit more interested in the Giants. But just again back on the Dodgers, I mean, at the end of the day even if they do win 115 regular season games and Yamamoto and like last now look like Cy Young candidates and Otani hits 40 home runs. So it's all going to come down to the postseason for that team. All the money that they spent, it's all going to come down to the playoffs, just like the Atlanta Braves. Another team that looks perfectly constructed on paper. Another team that won 100 plus games last year and looked phenomenal in the regular season. Both the Dodgers and the Braves have something to prove. They want to show that regular seasons actually do matter. And if you're going to play 162 games and dominate the course over that sample size, then it should actually translate to the postseason. So I think for the Dodgers and for the Braves, it's all going to come down to the postseason. It doesn't matter what your players really do in the regular season. It doesn't matter how many games you win. If you get knocked out in the postseason early, once again, that's all that anyone's going to remember.
0: And let's we forget, yes, the Padres lost are going to lose Snell. Mm-hmm. They lost Bob Melvin, and they traded away Juan Soto. But they got back a couple of pretty good pitchers for Juan Soto. They weren't fleeced in that trade. They got some talent back for that. And they still have Machado. They still have uh, uh, Tatis. They still have uh, Xander Pogarts. There's still talent on that team. And it's mm-hmm. not out of the realm of possibility that they come out of the gate firing, and next thing you know, the Padres are contending.
1: Yeah, the Padres are a big question mark, like, X factor in terms of a team that I think could swing either way because they do have that top-end talent. And if, if, they, if they get to the deadline and they look better than expectations, then maybe they're buyers at the deadline, actually, and try to add talent. But I also see them, like, potentially blowing it up at the deadline you're like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Maybe we can get off Xander Bogart's contract in year two because this thing is just not working. Maybe it's time to get off New Darvish if we, could, if we can. Joe Musgrove, like, who knows? They, they said they were taking out loans last season. To pay the payroll, so maybe you blow it up at the deadline this year. If your team just looks awful once again.
0: Well, if if they get out of the gate strong, then it'll be an interesting thing. But tell you what, we're going to be right back. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the team that we've seemed to be ignoring in this podcast. And say it with me: it's the defending National League champions. Hey, let's talk to our friends at FanDuel. I hope some of you put some money on Kansas City. I hope some of you put money on Kansas City winning in overtime. You'll be making some serious scratch. And now it is time for basketball. Get your buckets ready with the first big bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 bucks if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On and shoot your shot. FanDuel is an official sportsbook partner of the National Basketball Association. Quick reminder about Locked On Sports today. It's the 24-7 streaming channel. You could. Watch your favorite local experts of Locked On and the national shows on YouTube 24-7. And now you can find it on Amazon Fire TV. Find Locked On Sports Today channel on Amazon Fire TV. Check it out. Hey, the Arizona Diamondbacks are the defending National League champions. Mm-hmm. And they're going I'm going to go out on a limb here and say they're going to 2024 looking better than they did in 2023. I uh, you obviously know more you from, you know a lot more about the Diamondbacks than me, but uh they they finished ahead of schedule last year. They were yep. in first place for most of the year. They had that horrible stretch mm-hmm. in August and September, and then they dusted themselves off and swept their way um, through the wild card and division series, had that phenomenal series against Philadelphia, and then wound up, you know, that game one. If that If that had gone the Diamondbacks' way, we're talking about a much different World Series. But that being said, you've got a bunch of players – especially Gallen and Marte Mm -hmm. who have now had the experience of being leaders on a postseason team. And now you're adding Eduardo Rodriguez and a little bit of swagger to the team. I actually uh, hear me out. I, I don't more often there because they're pitching. Staff, I think the Diamondbacks have the best pitching staff in the National League West in terms of a starting rotation. Often than not. And lineup that is getting better and better. And one of these days, Drew Jones is going to be up here as well. And you're looking at, um, you know, (laughs) Carol is still going to be there you know Corbin Carroll is still going to be there Alec Thomas is hopefully going to have a better season and you know you still have Marte um i i i, I like this team a lot moving into 2024
1: yeah, I'm all in on this D-backs team. I'm hoping they could be the 2014-2015 Royals where that team was ahead of schedule, got to the World Series lost, then came back the next year with a vengeance and won it all. This D-backs team in the offseason addressed all their needs. They needed to upgrade their rotation, went out there, got E-Rod to be their number three star, moved Sprint and fought back to the number four. No more bullpen game in the postseason. You needed to upgrade third base. Evalon Goria was no good last year. You trade for Eugenio Suarez from the Seattle Mariners. You brought back Lord Scoriel, You signed Jock Peterson to be a power lefty DH. And now you might not be done in the DH market. Reports are the D-backs still might be looking to add like an Adam Duvall to pair with the Jock Peterson or maybe bring back Tommy Pham or Randall Gritchek. So this d backs team is not even done making moves yet as we approach the season. Like I said in the segment number two, I think pound for pound from a production standpoint, rotation, lineup, bullpen, they can match a team like the Dodgers or really anyone in Major League Baseball. You still got your speed with the Corbin Carrolls, the Alec Thomases, and now you got some more power in your lineup with the Suarez's of the world. Like you said, postseason, this D-backs team came alive. Keto Marte, 20-game hitting streak to start his career uh, in the postseason. First 20 games he had a hit. You got Brandon Fott, look dominant, and really the most underrated player maybe on this D-back squad. Merrill Kelly as your number two starter has been great the last two seasons for the D-backs and really was the best pitcher on that D-back squad during the postseason run what he was able to do against the Texas Rangers in the game two of the World Series so yeah. I think this D-backs team is well balanced and they're fully loaded and they're from their lineup to the rotation I think this is one of the most ba- one of the most well balanced uh, D-back squads we've ever seen in franchise history
0: and I got it you know what I'm- I I have to, I have to give um, credit to Tori Lovolo, and you got to give credit Mm. to the organization for not giving up on Lovolo when he took them to the playoffs in the mid two thousand tens. Then they had their just they cratered, but they stuck with him, and you Mm. saw having that steady hand as a manager. I think, especially after Philadelphia, you know, smacked him around in the first two games of the NLCS that they were able to dust themselves off and and then win the final two games in Philly as well. Um, I, I think he pushed every button right. And even the, some of the games that they lost in the World Series to Texas, I don't see them as mismanaged games. I just think Texas wound up getting the hit when they needed the hit. But uh, I have a lot of faith that this team is going back to the postseason in 2024.
1: Yeah, I've been critical of Lavello at times, but he was really good in the postseason run. I thought he was like an emotional lightning rod for this team, the way he was so passionate in those press conferences after the D backs wins. And honestly, quick FanDuel plug one of the best values I think on FanDuel, Toy Lovello to win manager of the year. He's currently 11th in the National League salute. So there's only 15 managers. Toy Lavello has the yeah. 11th best odds. He's the, he's the 11th favorite. So you could go put major money on Lavello and get a great return on your value to win manager of the year next year.
0: Well, look, I can't, let's, I can't wait till this becomes reality instead of speculation. Um, By the way, let's do a trivia question here. It's Diamondbacks related in the first ever game played by the Arizona Diamondbacks way back in 1998. They played the Colorado Rockies in their first ever game. Who hit the first Diamondbacks home run in their history? If you know the answer to Ooh. the question, put it down in the comments on YouTube or put it on Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter or on Instagram or on my feed. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Millard, where can people follow your show?
1: Yeah, follow me wherever you stream. Podcasts, follow Lockdown Diamondbacks on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at Thomas 24 for my personal account or look up Lockdown Diamondbacks on Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle.
0: Good to see you again, buddy.
1: Yeah, been a minute, Sully. Great to do another crossover with you. And until next time, sir. Oh, yeah.